but um, I really want them to focus only on the notes. Now, most of my pieces, if I go to um, what we're working on right now, um, the text is not even there. Um, oh, I lied. That one has the text in it. Um, trying to think of a good example where I, um, I just actually white out the text. And uh, this is one where the layers didn't work. But uh, you can see the solfege and the text are kind of on top of each other. So I, I have a white pen that I can just put on the iPad and it's gone. Um, so you can type the solfege and they're not having that distraction of the words. And then you can remove that and have the solfege there and the text and then they're still signing it while they're singing the text. So we spend probably, I mean our choir's in only twice a week. Um, but we're in October and we're still looking at solfege while we sing the songs. Um, most of the time. I mean, we'll still start working on the text. It, it, it depends. Would it be helpful, Katie, if he told you what grade he's doing that with? No, I, I talked to Paul, so because of you and other people, I got an iPad and I have Foursquare. Um, and I'm, I'm trying, it's like a, you know, I'm getting into it now, but I'm not like an expert by any means. So like I, the whole typing in the Zolfesh thing is a pain. And I'm just wondering if you have any tips and tricks or like if you just, you write it up, like how do you like type in the solfege? Because I have to space every single text box to the note with the solfege. Do you know what I'm saying? I just type sort of across the page. So if I, if I show you what this looks like in entity mode, um, yeah, you just use spaces. Um, so for example, you know, at the beginning of this, I start at the beginning of the text and I just type me, space, space, array, array space, space. You space it over. I just space it over. Um, and do you do that all by touch, or do you use like a, a keyboard? Or? With an extra keyboard, you can press and hold the space bar, so it's much better. With with an iPad keyboard, different. Well, I got the yeah. keyboard thing. Too, okay, so with an extra keyboard. I just didn't know if that's how you did it. Yeah, so one thing I learned very early is it doesn't work to tab across, because when you go this format, the tabbing is like hooked up. So you have to use space, um, but with an extra keyboard, it actually goes pretty fast. And the kids like this one's like, well, you got one wrong again. You know, they love correcting my soul. Yeah. Oh, they'll catch it, believe me. Oh, uh, it's, it's fun. So anyway, it really expedites the, the teaching process. Um, we get through much more complex literature. So for example, the first year we did um, uh, the Christmas song, it was really challenging to teach them how to do that ending um, without the soul fetch. So when we started doing the soul fetch, now we have, now we have to teach all the chromatic stuff. So can you give me a G, Leah? You bet. So the guys are going, the basses are going, me, So they going down chromatically, and then, um, yeah, so it just, it really helps to, I don't have to be thinking about what other people are doing, I just, my head, my, I know what to do. So um, we prepared them for chromaticism with um, uh, warm-ups. What we do, just a, a very simple uh, intonation exercise, um, where this is starting in unison, and then um, we do this on A440, so they're all the same, exact same A. From the lowest notes to the highest notes, so just and hearing the distance of the D versus the T. And the reason I don't do um, um, 
like as you go down, I don't do a ray raw, is because um, that way the vowels align. The, the ray and the tay align, the D and the T align, and so it's easier to blend and sit on that whole step and relish it. Anyway, so it, it just develops. Um, I do this most often with our sixth grade and with our um, honor square, because the sixth graders are not listening enough yet for good intonation, and they're forced to do this. And so the, we have the digital keyboard at school, so I'll have our, our, our pianist hold, oh my goodness, that's a G. Uh, <laughs> hold that A um, as a pedal tone on the organ while they sing. So now we've, we've introduced more dissonance to it, so now you've got half steps and whole steps here. Um, but they're anchoring the ear against the fixed pitch. So um, anyway, yeah, well, Sorry, no, that's fine. I hope that was helpful. Raise your hand if you want David to do a four-star thing here, and everybody bring your oh, stuff. Yeah. There, you've been voted next year. I would love okay. that. Okay. Okay. Stuff. Perfect. I'd be willing to do that if someone else would take over what I'm doing today. Oh, that's fair. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. She's like, what's your name?
getting, you know, we have in our current honors choir um, a seventh grader and an eighth grader that can sing below the staff and completely unchanged voices. And to get them all to sing together in missing unison is a wonderful tool because they're having to all sing in that light voice. And, and anyway, so it gets into play when they're forced to sing in unison. Uh, forward, please. Um, this is one that I heard at the um, Mission Music Conference many years ago. This is kind of this one's scanned in, in a goofy way. The way they have the first page laid out, I had to just lock the whole bot. The piano card is gone here. So just like the last piece, this can either be a cappella or a piano. And we will do this a cappella today. Um, so it comes to the same place. We're going to replace the, the opening of the piano. Are you trying to do that? Yeah. Do the Exactly. Just that. This part here? Yeah. Uh, so, how far do you even then do I want to No, you don't play anything. You just go on the phone. So, that's how we have to pitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, this is one where um, it's really fun if you've got enough guys to do two parts. So, there's the tenors and basses. We actually only have three in our choir, uh, but they do really well, it's, it's a lot but it's a lovely setting, um, very easy to do a cappella with this one. Here's my box. Alright, I want to have you go to a 
he sets out a brand new one for me that is a little unsuspecting thing. I think as I, I age, um, the more and more I teach, the more I listen very carefully to what the students are saying in between the practice spaces. And we have a really kick butt grandparents' day, but oh my word, it's in the first six weeks of school. And um, so I have to really be pretty planned already, actually, in May. Uh, and because I'm spoiled and I teach the same group, I pretty much in my brain am already figuring out. So sixth graders had a concert this year for that. I turned out to the bank, the luncheon, which was like one of the cafeteria, and then my home, we're talking about pressure. So, um, but I knew them as fifth graders, and their final fifth grade was their fifth grade favorites for praise. Mm -hmm. So not being a person who likes to work dumb, I went, huh, I'm going to call from that at least four or five that I know they love. And so then I mixed it in that one time a week I get with them, which Sarah gets to overhear sometimes if she's not doing another million thing. So that was how I kind of springboarded into grandparents' uh, season. So I'm spoiled in that. I really know I'm the one who teaches them their songs. I'm the one that gets to really understand what pieces I want all my students to know. So anyway, long story short, um, there's a song, You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine, right? Uh, the junior kindergartner teacher, Mrs. Bauma, she gave it to me four years ago. The emoji was super cute, blah, blah, blah. I thought, there's no way I'm using this song again with my fourth and my fifth graders and my third graders. No, no, we're not doing it because they're too old and they're cool. Time after time, our kids came up to me and said, privately, Mrs. Bauma, we haven't been doing you my sunshine. We changed the words. You are my grandma, you are my grandpa, blah, blah. Super cute. And they uh, said, you, we, Come to me quietly, like they will miss Bellman. Aren't we going to do that song? I look at them like, guys, aren't you old for that song? They're like, Mrs. Bellman, I'm going to Oh, okay. I better plug it in. So I did. But what, I, what they didn't know was that I had been listening to a little girl in fourth grade now who had come up to me and said, Mrs. Bellman, I've been thinking about my dream state, and there's a perfect song, and it's from Toy Story. You've got a friend with me. Do you think you could do that. I was just thinking the words are perfect for grandpa and grandma. So I went and on the computer and I found this song. I found a version that I really liked. It's like jazzy, got string bass in mind. It's actually one of these Disney ones where you're like, this is actually really good literature. So unfortunately, it came in, it came in after grandparents' day. So no problem. I'll just program it for a spring concert. We'll do that for grandparents' day. No problem. But we had artists in residence last week with symphony. It was the first time with COVID finally that I could have professionals in my classroom. And one of my fourth graders had remembered I had said string bass on this piece. I'm like, oh, it looks so cool. So she asked the principal, and his name is so cool, his name is John from the symphony. Um, Mr. John? Mrs. Bellman has a song from Toy Story. Would you be willing to play it? So the violinist had to be quiet. I'm like, oh, perfect, John. Here's the music. He's like, oh, okay. I went to the piano, and my kids busted into the song. We had Crystal, the symphony playing. Plus these, like, 12 measures of total joy where a kid remembered a hook about the bass and did it. So 
So I want to do this song, haven't ever done it. This is to kids who have great ideas, um, and to lazy teachers like myself, who um, want them to do all the work and find all the good stuff. And, uh, and so that's what I do, is, is I, I, I'm finding that as I get older and my hearing decreases, that my heart listens a lot better. And this song is a hit. This song is a song that is not cheesy. It's well done. I think you have enough copies. And uh, uh, it's, it's not long. It's not one of those Disney tunes where they get frustrated with you because they've heard the great polished version and it's nothing like it. It's not in the version you want. So, uh, yeah. It also helps that Sarah knows that Pauline Ice plays an awesome bass at Calvin Christian. And uh, he is going to do this for me. This is just all I got.
a gold kiss to grandma and grandma that they didn't get to be for Valentine's Day. I have another piece, but it doesn't have to be all about me because I like me. Anybody else? Yeah, I have another one. You got two more. I have, yeah, I do, but you don't have to. Okay, so like I tell you, I'm really good at stealing ideas. Thank you. Um, really good at stealing ideas. And again, the older I get, I, um, I'm the middle child of that. So I'm right in the middle. And when I left Byron Center Christian, I was a hot mess because that was a big deal. I love Byron Center Christian. And my mother, 87-year-old woman of sedacity, she said, honey, you're going to be fine because you know what you're really good at. And I said, what? She said, collaboration. It was her benediction to me, and I really appreciate it. So I decided I would embrace my mother's uh, words, and I love to collaborate. Just so happens that Sarah Horton, who's sitting there, I mean, I, she's my colleague, and she's just so fun, and I love to work with her. I get to be her band-aid, so I still get to be a little bit in the band world as well. Um, but we tell the truth, but we also like to um, bounce ideas off. Um, she'll say, hey, do you need the choir room ready um, for tomorrow? I have a little time to set it up. So I work within an environment that is extremely collaborative. Carl um, is awesome to work with the orchestra side. It's so fun. So this piece is actually a suggestion from Susie Steckey, fifth grade teacher. Her dad taught English, or not English, an education prof at Calvin. He was amazing, he was my favorite props in the ed department. And she loves to sing. And I always listen to the people that have a passion for music. And this is a song that we just started this week. Sarah heard you run for it this week. I um, thought to myself, hey, this sounds fun. It does. And it has got some, some instruments that I'm going to add to it. Really pretty. And it just always like take it from the very bottom. Um, again, for those of you that may have... I, I just do, I'm right now in sixth grade, we're doing two parts, folk songs, uh, nothing hard. It's just when, like, you start doing it, that voice is changing, that's where Sarah takes over, and this is Aiden Law, and that, that crap, like David's little suggestion of the piece where that voice is changing, that's really uh, interesting. My job's simple in that, um, in that I'm really not working with that, that James voice. So here we go. Uh, with energy, it was Tu me furahi, we rejoice, we went through that. Tu na vata raha, we rejoice. Kila siku, every day. Tu me be sin. Now, the hopes that Greenwood College Christians has had for a long time a sister relationship with the Reverend Rufus Academy. So, we in Kenya, we have a very strong relationship, and the kids are not. Um, thrown by doing languages in this part of it. So it's a lot of fun. So we just started it, um, we literally just started it. So you got those little parts there. And as you look into it, it comes to page five, where we did VC. There's a desk camp part, uh, 21, come rejoice. It's just layering and layering and layering. So if Brian would probably appreciate if I say which side is right so he doesn't know what side is she talking about. Um, who would like to sing part one? We'll be part one. So two of you. And who would like to sing part two? The other four. Okay, good. All right. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna do my thing back here because I'm having a hard time seeing it.
enough musical pieces and you have kids in your head and you're like, oh, that was such a sweet song. Mm-hmm. I have enough fun. Um, this is little kid stuff that some of the big kids like. It's nothing real fancy or schmancy. I like to have fun. I That's why I like to teach, all right? So um, if I'm not having fun, then it's a bad day. So a place in the choir, I wish I was smart like David. David, you're so and um, here you go. And if you if you if you like it, fine. It's I think kind of one of those songs where you have some fun teaching some different parts. A place in the choir. And kids, no matter what age, especially you know some of the older boys, don't mind making interesting sounds. So here we go. Place in the choir. You probably heard about it. I like this um, edition of it. There are more complex ones. Thank you. I have an extra. So many. Yeah. Well, we'll still share. Yeah. I wasn't there for years. Yeah. A place to So we got some broken. We got some listen not to the bass. And stuff in face. I'm a I'm a person who loves to have kids follow notations, and I'm a person that actually likes the tactile part of paper. And I love it that they get really confused with the inside of things and get freaked out and you need to help them with it. I agree with David that there's definitely a place and a spot for having everybody look up. I totally agree with that too. But I also really like um, that I'm helping them follow like they would um, with their paper. So notice that um, there's some clapping, some sing low. I did a quick write in my sixth grade choir because we did this one for grandparents' day. And at measure 35, just for whatever reason, I said some sing low can be the boys. And her mere little quick write last week, she told me that. Mrs. Stone, it isn't just boys who can sing low. So I had to laugh because she's completely right. We can all sing all those parts. There's nothing fancy about it. Uh, we just do a little, unis- a little change to unison at 61. And then here's the snapper at 80. Uh, there's some hand claps, but um, yeah, I have, I don't know what if, if Kristen is your cousin or your niece, niece but that little girl in okay, yeah. fire, she's in my, my head when I think of this song. It's so fun. All right, let's try it. <laughs>
And the part about some of those animal sounds is I actually get them into their head voice when we're doing those. It's just a fun comical, don't think about it too much, uh, fun thing in the end. Thank you for clapping that part. Can I just for my own enjoyment, because, you know, it's a little lot fun for Leah. Could you guys do the Debussy part at five so we could actually, like, Fall 
choir, big band, middle school band, all that concert was like, not from the like before. So I'm still kind of bringing it, but anyway, oh, I'm going to the session and I'm going to stop in the school at 6.15 as I'm getting in the car to go and grab something. <laughs> so this is a piece um, that I have been wanting to do. Got it right before COVID. Haven't been able to do it yet, but I hope to. But since I haven't gotten to do it yet, I thought I'm going to grab this. And I'll oh, what a good yeah. 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 wow. <laughs> So I just think it's so fun to do Latin pieces with middle school kids because the vowels are so pure and it gets them singing so much better. Yeah. Um, so it does have the three parts. And I think we've done pretty well picking who's doing what, so we're just going to start.
different parts and then put it all together. So what grade would you do this with? The combined I, I, think, I did the case A different people what, what, what? Yes. what? Okay, so what victim, I mean, what person is doing the class next time, David, next year? Kathy Sleekers, is that what I'm saying? You want to bring us next year? You want to bring music? What? Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.